0: Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we're finishing our series on Christ, our healer. This is probably a subject that we'll visit once again in the future. I've really, really, really enjoyed this series. This is Maybe been my favorite series to go through. I wasn't exactly sure how long of a series it was going to be when I started, but I realized as I just got a little bit into it, man, there is a lot here that we could touch. And we've really just barely touched the surface of this, but we have gone for uh, 30, 30 days, really 30 um, Devotionals on Christ, our healer, and so I I really hope it has been a blessing to you. I would also encourage you that, especially if you have seasons where you're you seem to be being attacked by sickness or illness or disease, that you would go back through and you'd listen to this because this has a lot of proclamations of God's word that is just something that we need to constantly remind ourselves of. The other thing that I would uh, you know ask for you to do, um, not so that I can you know get more downloads or anything like that but simply because we will, I want it to be a blessing to other people if there's someone that you know in your life who they're just struggling with this concept of healing uh, maybe they they know that they need to be healed or they want to be healed and they're not sure about it you, you know feel free to share this podcast with them because I want to see God's blessing go out to them especially in this area of healing because a lot of people, And they don't study this area of healing. Uh, Whether they don't believe in healing at all or on the other side, maybe they believe it, but they don't understand that God has obligations. He has conditions that they need to meet in order to have healing. And, And so that is something that is extremely important. But today we are going to be looking at this idea of the ultimate healing that we will get uh, when when death does come through us uh, to us, because we do know that we live in a sin cursed world. We've all sinned, and it is appointed for man to die once, and that is uh, a reality that we need to understand uh, with us. But today we're going to be reading in our scripture reading from Isaiah chapter fifty three, one of the passages of scripture that we have read before. But I think that it is important to understand this foundation, because it really does talk about the idea of Christ taking our place on the cross. But it says this in Isaiah 53, "...who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground, He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes— We are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken, and they made his grave with the wicked but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit found in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him uh, to grief. When— you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, and he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul, and be satisfied by his knowledge of my righteous servant, shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with uh, with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, he bore, and he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors we see here this, this great truth, this great prophecy of Jesus Christ. And of course, this prophecy was fulfilled. Jesus Christ was the Lamb. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He died on the cross for our sins. And of course, with that, there is this statement, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes— we are healed. It's it's understanding that, that sickness, that illness, that disease came through sin, and so therefore he secured not only our soul's salvation, but also our healing upon the cross. And of course, there's access to that healing while on this earth, but ultimately it does secure our healing as well, because Scripture is clear. In Hebrews 9.27, it says this, And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this judgment. You see, the reality of it is, is that because sin has entered into the world, because each one of us have sinned, because we live in this sin-cursed world, we will die. You will die. Save the rapture comes. You will die. And after that, you will be judged. Now, you'll either be judged as an unbeliever at the great white throne of judgment, where that's not good, all these books will be opened of, of what you've done in life, and your own works will condemn you, and you will Realize that you are guilty and that you should have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior while you're on this earth, or you'll be judged as a believer and will be at the bema seat, and there will be a a judgment where books will be opened and all of your rewards will—or excuse me, all of your works will be revealed—and you'll get rewards for that that which uh, survives the refining fire of God. But make no doubt about it, you will die. You will die. I will die. Like I said, the only exception to that is is if the rapture comes in our lifetime. And this is a reality that we must live with, which, of course, because we will die, means eventually that healing will not be there at some point in time, at least physically on this earth. Now, this is not a, a cop-out. Some people use this as, as kind of a cop-out of going and saying this is the healing that Scripture is talking about, but but no, it actually does talk about physical healing. It's not that, that that Jesus metaphorically healed lepers. It's not that Jesus metaphorically opened the eyes of the blind. It's not that he metaphorically went and healed the lame. He actually healed these people. He actually did that, and so uh, this isn't a cop-out. In fact, I would describe it as this, healing is not, yet it is, for those who are going home. If we're going to go look at the, the conditions, you know, healing is not for those who do not have faith. Healing is not for those who refuse to repent from their sin, refuse to deal with their sin. Healing is not for those who refuse to get into the order that God set forth with his church to get connected to the church of God so that grace can flow sideways, to go and to submit to those who God placed over you by calling for the elders. It's not for someone who's going to pray not in faith. It's not for somebody who's who's going to go and not confess their sins. It's it's all of these things we we look at. It's also not and yet it is for those who are going home. If it's your time appointed to die, then it's not for you. Then it's not for you, but yet it is, because we do have this promise in 2 Corinthians 5.8. We are confident, it says, yes, well-pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord, to realize that when you die as a Christian, you are immediately with God, there's there's no there's no waiting period. Sorry. Uh if you believe in purgatory, it's not real. There, there's no waiting period. You're just immediately with God. To be absent the bodies, to be present with the Lord. Uh make, make no 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 bones about it. It's 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 exactly what it says right there. And because of this, there is healing for the believer immediately after they die. Now, this isn't a cop out. This is a promise of ultimate healing, and the ultimate healing affirms—and this is important to understand—the ultimate healing affirms that we have temporal healing. To deny this is to say that one day we will be free from sin, but we are to remain bound to sin today. It's the same logic. It's the same logic. See, God has set you free from sin, and He heals all your diseases, it tells us in Psalm 103. So therefore, walk in holiness today, and remember that one day we will no longer be in the presence of sin, and then walk in healing today, and remember that one day we will no longer be in the presence of death. Isn't that awesome to stop and to think about it in those terms? You see, so many people like to go and to say, look healing it, it's it's not for today but yes we are going to be healed one day we are going to be healed one day it, it's after we die we're going to be healed and, and and you know god's going to bring that ultimate healing but we can't be free from any sickness today we can't be free from any illness today uh you you know i mean that's that's just not the way that it works well in order to say that we would apply the same logic to sin we would say we can't be free from sin today now look you can't be free from the presence of sin today. Sin is around you. But you certainly, you certainly can go and overcome sin in your life. You can certainly repent. You can, now, this doesn't mean that you're, you're ever going to be 100% free from sin, but, but, but let me tell you, I do believe in my life that I have become sanctified enough. I truly do believe that I can say this confidently. I have been sanctified enough to where I have zero doubt in my mind that I will not succumb to the sin of murdering my family. I won't do it. I won't succumb to that sin. And I say that a little bit sarcastically and tongue-in-cheek because, of course, you're going, well, of course you won't do that. I wouldn't do that either. I hope that's true in your life. But we understand that we're not, we don't have to be bound to sin. In fact, we're free from sin. You can choose not to sin. That's what grace empowers you to do. We understand that we live in a sin-cursed world. There's going to be sin around us. There's going to be temptation. You're going to fall at times, but that doesn't mean that you're a slave to sin. It doesn't mean that you're a slave to sin. You can be free from sin, and ultimately, one day, we will be totally free from sin, and even the presence of sin, not just the power of sin, although today, we're free from the penalty of sin, the the eternal penalty for sin, if you're saved, and the power from sin— but we're not free from the presence of sin one day we will be free from the presence of sin we can go and change that when it comes to sickness as well we are today free from the 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 the, the ultimate penalty of sickness right in the sense of uh, of look you you are going to have ultimate healing one day we understand that we are free from the power of sickness today look you can go and you can be healed we've looked at that in this series and then Thirdly, one day we will be ultimately free totally from the presence of sickness, illness, and death when we are with the Lord, when we get our new bodies, when we no longer are in the midst of a sin-cursed world. And that is a day to look forward to. But while you're looking forward to that, just as you walk in holiness today, because you look forward to one day no longer being in the presence of sin. Walk in healing. That's my encouragement. That's my exhortation to you. Walk in healing. Do not forget all of his benefits. Don't just think that he saves your soul. He also heals your body. He is Jehovah Rapha. Well, thank you for listening today, and remember Joshua 1, 8, 9, as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you, wherever you go. And while we trust in Jesus, sometimes he leads us, waiting for his hand to move. Oh, but even in darkness we hold to the promise, there's nothing we can't overcome. So that war you've been fighting. Either.